Kaya, I've been thinking about something that has really gained traction in my brain over the last 12 months, which is this idea of our own self-story. So the self-story, it's basically the words that we tell ourselves about who we are, what our capabilities are, what our potential is, what our level of confidence. I've been reading up a lot about it. I've been learning a lot about it. And it's the biggest precursor to our success is the story that we tell ourselves. The thing is, though, we can have a negative self-story that's actually hurting us, or we can have a a positive one that's moving us forward. The thing about a self-story is it can be changed. And I feel that you and I, the level of growth that we've had over the last year, we have started to shift our self-stories. And that's why I want to share with people how we did it, what we've done, why is a self-story so important and to get people really thinking about what are the words that I'm telling myself? What is the identity that I've built for myself in my head that's helping me A, achieve my goals or actually tell myself that I can't do it and I I don't have that natural ability, which we all know is complete bullshit. If you look at uh, fighters, Navy SEALs, athletes, it's less to do with their physical abilities it's less to do with things like iqs they've actually done a lot of tests on navy seals ones who are most successful and the ones who have the best muscle density and they do best in in a lot of the the physical exercises they don't do as well as people who have very high levels of grit and mental toughness so the level of grit that you have and the level of resilience is the biggest precursor whether you're going to be successful in these areas or not and so the thing is that we can't change our beliefs overnight. If someone comes to you and says, Kaya, I want you to believe that the world is flat, you're you're not going to believe that. And so everybody who thought that the world was flat, they believed that. And, and people coming out and saying that the world was round, they, they didn't believe that. It was only when they were shown evidence. So evidence is how we start to change our beliefs. And how do you give yourself evidence? It's by actually changing your behaviors it's doing little things that are giving you little pieces of evidence every single day that that you could do this and like the problem with our self stories is that it's massively influenced by past generations so if you think about family sayings like money doesn't grow on trees these little sayings can become part of your identity whether they're yours or whether they're things that you've taken on from previous generations they're going to influence what you think about yourself so Tell us about your self-story. What self-stories would you have? This is a really interesting topic and it's something very close to my heart. I actually Mm. have a slightly different take on it to you. I think that there's two ways in which you can change your beliefs. I think you can change your beliefs in an instant. And Mm. I think you can change your beliefs through evidence over time. Interesting. Uh, Tell me how you can do it instantly. I think that essentially your mind can be changed in an instant. The minute that you see something... that would disprove your previous belief Mm. or you feel something that would disprove your previous belief in an instant that will change so for example if you if let's say you went through a divorce yeah and you thought I'm never going to meet anyone again yeah the minute that you felt a chemistry and a spark with somebody your belief about what was possible would change in that instant but but, no and I completely agree with you but that is you getting evidence that's you getting evidence that there's something different to what what you believed is possible exactly but I think that there's two ways that can happen so you Mm. can build the evidence yourself for example classic belief for me that's been a huge shift is that I'm disciplined that's not an identity that I had as a child that's something that I've cultivated Mm. and I've done that through consistently showing up consistently being disciplined to creating that as a 
story through yeah. the behavior of being disciplined yeah but for example I have had a healing coaching session where mm. in one insight I've had an insight in a coaching session that's changed everything and yeah. I think that I see that with my clients Rich Litvin talks about insight coaching yeah. and that in one insight everything changes so I also think that your ability to have a shift in the way to see things can create a new reality for you and a new identity for yourself. Because, and as you were talking then, what I was thinking, as you were saying that grit and resilience are the key precursors to determining whether somebody's going to be successful. Having an insight about an experience that you had in your earlier life, which up until this point has always been something that you've dipped into and you felt traumatized by or something. Mm. When you get to a point where something happens and you have a shift where you suddenly yeah. realize either through helping somebody or being in a coaching session yourself or doing some journaling, you realize that this situation created the conditions for you to build resilience, basically, for you to become the person that you are. That yeah. changes everything. No, And you're right. And that is the beauty of coaching, that when you do have that moment of insight or you have that breakthrough you go oh my god this is something that I can do I work with a lot of family-run businesses and there's a lot of tension between the founding generation who set up the business and then their offspring who are starting to take over the business and what they want to create versus what has already been created and one thing that I like to do is to show them that both generations have a level of genius because they grew up in completely different circumstances. And for the parent generation, they understand relationships, they understand service. They've had these old school values and these old school relationships with their customers. And then you have the younger generation that are much more tech savvy, that are much more into rather than it being hard sales, they're into marketing and they're into those value drivers. And I, I always try and see Imagine you were to bring these areas of genius together, what your business could be. And in that moment, you do get that shift. Such a great example. That it's, I don't need to fight this person. I can actually leverage what they have and bring together what I have. And then we're going to make it so much better. And that's the perfect example of mm -hmm. those two factions of the business, having that insight, which changes everything where they're like, we don't need the same zone of genius. Mm. Together, those two zones are more powerful than they are individually exactly and it shifts the self-story of both people in that moment which is this person is holding me back mm. or this person is a dead weight or whatever to oh my god this person is actually helping me create something that's really unique and so much better than if I was doing it on my own exactly but what I have found especially in this year is that I very much suffered from perfectionism that everything had to be perfect before I executed and that was a real part of my self story and it was only through finding the beauty in the messiness and going out and actually failing and making mistakes and messing up that I realized that is how I was going to make things so much better so it was the behavior of stepping out of my comfort zone and that's where I started to learn um and it's by actually getting out of my comfort zone more and more, I realized that I actually like being there because that's where growth comes from. But that was never part of my self story until I started to take those little actions every single day. And it wasn't about a big action taken once. It was these little things that just slowly got me out of my comfort zone, realizing that the world wasn't going to end, realizing that really it was me that noticed it more than the client noticed it. And then it 
by realizing I'd gone that little bit too far, say with the client, for example, when I got a client to do breathing exercises, because I was trying to get them into a positive <laughs> headspace and realizing that was too far for <laughs> Irish food producers. But it was like in that moment, I realized how far I could take it with the coaching. I wouldn't have found that out had I not gone too far. Yeah. So what are the stories that we're telling ourselves that are helping us and what are the stories that are telling us we're telling ourselves that aren't and something that I was a big part of myself story and I can talk about this is that I would always start something and not finish it that was just who I was and Kaya and I would do these online courses and Kaya would just get it done in the weekend she'd just put the head down she'd go deep and she'd get the entire course done over two three days and I would be dipping in dipping out over the course of six months and then I would just lose interest and then I'd stop And it was funny, something I couldn't change. And I said to myself, this is just who I am. I am someone who just doesn't finish things. And an unexpected benefit of me, the way I've talked a lot about my morning routine, the three M's of movement, meditation, mindset. I've been getting up early. I make sure that I move a little bit. I wake myself up. I I do a little bit of meditation. If I have 15 minutes, I do 15 minutes. If I have two minutes, I do two minutes. I don't hold myself to this really strong thing, but it's been really interesting through showing up for myself every single morning. I've actually started to shift my belief that whether I finish things or not, because every day before I start the rest of my day, I'm proving to myself that I will do what I set out to do, that I will finish this thing. So it's been a really incredible, I thought the reason people had morning routines was to get them poised and focused and set up for their day. But what I'm realizing is that actually it's just you setting yourself an objective and very early on in your day, you're achieving a goal. I lit, I love everything you're saying so much because many interesting points to pull out here. The first one being that identity that you had of being somebody who doesn't finish things was not something that was visible to anyone else apart from you so it was just a self-held identity it would never be anything that I would ever say about you or Mm. I think that would be a perception so that's interesting to begin with second thing is that this is so important what Pia's talking about right now it's really the foundation of my own experience in cultivating discipline my own experience in building trust in myself building self-belief building self-worth building self-love And so much of the work that I do with my clients starts with Mm. this layer of foundation where you start showing up for yourself on a daily basis, everything in your life will change because it's that simple act of saying, one, my word means Mm -hmm. something, Mm -hmm. right? So many of the things go wrong for people because they're constantly setting intentions that they don't keep. Like I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to do all these things and they don't do them. And it's so damaging because it means that they erode trust in themselves and it means that they don't believe themselves in what they say they're going to do. So I, I noticed this time and time again with my clients that the lesson we work on is that don't reduce the amount of time you're going to spend doing something like a meditation, a movement practice, Mm -hmm. like some mindset work, but don't reduce the occurrence at which you've committed to do it. Even if you only do a 30 second meditation, you still did it. You still, exactly. And you've got to show up for yourself. That's so important on a daily basis. And this is why I think New Year's resolutions are so damaging because people start off at the start of the year and they set themselves these really lofty goals. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. And then when they don't do it, you're right. It's 
that it's so damaging because it erodes their trust in themselves. They stop showing up for themselves because they've set themselves this unattainable task. And then when they don't actually follow through on it after a month, two months, three months, it becomes part of their self story that I'm just not someone who is committed or I'm not someone who goes to the gym. And then that starts to trickle into other areas of their life. It's like whether you want to build deeper relationships with your friends and then you start canceling on them you know how you're going to show for a client or how you're going to show for your colleagues it, it goes everywhere yeah I love what you just said then that you brought brought up friendships because as I was on my walk this morning so funny that we are now talking about this I was thinking about this concept of like, done is better than perfect Mm-hmm. And it, I, it's because I was going to create some content around it. And one of the things is that if you have been meaning to call your friend and you have a long catch up with them, and it's just this thing that it's running for weeks now, you never get around to it or emailing somebody, yada, 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 just voicemail them, just yeah. send them a voice note yeah, or send yeah. them a quick uh, email with a joke in it. Just do something. Mm. People create things to be really big and then they don't yeah. take action on them. And you know what? Just get it done. Just do the touch in. It doesn't need to be perfect, but just get it done. You're absolutely right. And it's so funny because I was over in my aunt's house two weeks ago and she sent me home a load of cake to put in my freezer and, and I never did. And now I'm like, it's gone too long. I can't just do it. But just, do it. just fucking do it because it's going to make her feel good. It's going to make her feel appreciated because I really did appreciate the day. And it's like creating that little moment of connection. Yeah. And I, I think when you start smashing those little touch points and you, you get in the mindset of done is better than perfect, what you mm. realize is that by getting stuff done, you are a doer. And so it's again, it's that like self story of I'm a doer. Being yeah. perfect. I, I was thinking about this on my walk today and I'm like, being perfect is basically that's no one, not, it's not inspirational. It's not aspirational. It's no. unattainable. It's just mm-hmm. stupid. So done is great. That's somebody who takes action, who like gets things done and who moves things forward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's th- this idea of getting things done is really, it's permeated into how I work or, or I, I structure my work day, which is. I used to just do little an hour here of all this like surface level work and then I'd shift to something else. And what I've learned about myself over time is that I need to go deep on one task in order to really start to move it forward. And so I measure my success of a week as to what do I want to get done? What do I want to get moved off my desk? And I work on it for a long time until I have done that. And that's just how I work. Some people are really good at at jumping between tasks and, and just moving an hour forward every single day that's not how I work but I am interested Kaya in knowing what was a negative self-story that you had about yourself that you slowly started to shift how did you do it I had a negative self-story and it's something that still comes up Mm. as is going to be the case for a lot of people with their childhood rooted beliefs basically mine was that I was bad and it's interesting because I think through my work I realized that's quite a common belief that people have is that they think they're bad. And the way that that can manifest is in a lot of things. It's then that you are doing, you're doing self-sabotaging behavior. So it could be things like indulgence in destructive behaviors, like drinking drugs. It could be doing things like cheating on your partner. It could be stealing. It could be just these things that don't feel good and you don't understand why you're doing them. And when you strip it back, it's because the number one 
that's this great Tony Robbins thing. It's like the number one thing that you will always do is act in alignment with who you think you are. Mm-hmm. And so until you actually start looking at those deep rooted beliefs, another one of mine is that people don't like me. Mm-hmm. And these stem from my childhood. These stem from being mixed race in a time when there weren't a lot of mixed race kids coming around. It's like having a teacher who really picked on me when I was mm-hmm. uh, in primary school. Many people have these experiences in their childhood, um, often to do with the family dynamics or to do with something that happens to them in school at a young age that they they hold so tight inside of them. They almost forget that they're even there. Yeah. And yet there are so many. One of the things that I do with my clients now is that in a session, we'll look at an experience that they're having, go back to that experience, the negative emotions that they're having. And uh, as we're doing a visualization, I will ask them to pay attention to what's happening in their mind. Mm-hmm. What are they saying? What are they saying to themselves at this exact moment? And the things that people are saying to themselves is you're not good enough. Nobody mm. likes you. You're a failure. Like it's this abusive language that I can tell you is going on in many people's heads. And a lot of the time we are not conscious that this is happening. And if you live with somebody who was saying all of this abusive stuff to you all the time, most of us would put an end to it. And we don't realize that we're living with ourselves and we're saying these things to ourselves all the time. So I think that it is, that is the value that comes from doing something like mental fitness training, working with a coach is that you really begin to start paying attention to what's happening in your subconscious. And that gives you the ability to change very quickly your identity Mm. just by quieting this voice that's telling you something nefarious. I love that you brought up that Tony Roberts quote, because we do act in alignment with who we think we are. And it's, Another one is we accept the love that we think we deserve. Mm. So if we think we're a piece of shit, we're going to accept a relationship that treats us like a piece of shit. But I'm interested to know, I I never knew that you thought you were bad. I I never knew about that self-belief. How did you move away from that? How did you start to show yourself that you are fundamentally good? I think it's, it's been, there's been multiple modes that I've used. I'd say journaling has been something that's been a personal practice that's available to people right now at a very low entry. Anybody can sit down and they can start journaling. Um, I think really getting into the bones of this stuff happened for me through coaching and through Mm. meditation. I've done quite a lot of intense yoga and meditation training with an individual teacher. So these things do come to the surface you, you we hold things in our body t- too so when you do physical work it's one of the ways in which you can release emotions mm-hmm. um, and I certainly was able to release a lot of kind of anger and childhood emotions that I felt about not being good enough and my relationship for me I had quite a tough relationship with my mum when I was growing up that came out through my yoga practice mm-hmm. journaling and writing down affirmations is really powerful it's something I use with all of my clients it's something again low entry point for people listening is to just think about some affirmations that you could say to yourself every day The ones that I think are a great starting point for everybody is I am enough. Mm -hmm. I I use that all the time. I think it's really powerful is just saying to yourself, I am enough. I am enough. I am worth. I've got this. But you can just ask yourself this question when you reflect on a time in your week when you were feeling really low and ask yourself the question, 
what did I need to remember at that time? Or if you think about if a friend was coming to you and describing to you an experience that you've been through in your week and how they were feeling, what Mm -hmm. would you want them to remember? And just trying to distill it into short affirmations, whether it's look how far you've come. Yeah, I think that moment of looking back in a reflective sense and going, what have I achieved? Because we never take stock of that. What we end up doing is we end up mentally braiding ourselves for all that we haven't done and going, holy crap, I've been an amazing mother this week. I did this for my partner. I helped out this woman in creche this week. And when you start to take stock of that's why I love a gratitude practice, because it's not just sitting there and making a mental list of everything. It's about going back over your week and remembering what was good. And then by doing that, you start to realize, I want more of that. I want to lean more into that energy. So this is a question I just want people to reflect on over the week is what are the stories that I'm telling myself? What are they my stories? Are these stories that I have taken on from previous generations in my family? Are, or are these pressures that I'm getting from society? And this is especially true for women. You know, men have grown up in a society that when they walk into a room and they're assertive, people take it very well and they look up to them. And when women go in and they're assertive, they're considered bossy. So there are a lot of these pressures that are foisted on us by society that tend to go on and shape our self-story. So it's looking at where do I want to be? Is my self-story helping me get there? And if it is something that I need to shift, what are the little behaviors that I can take every single day to start to prove to myself that I'm not that person, that I am the person that I want to be? What a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bye.